Time provides perspective. The following was recorded between July and December 2020. Live from the Eye of a Needle, this is The Ritual of Perspective. My name is Eliane Oneida. And I'm Hannah Costis. And this is a podcast about ways of seeing and and ways ways of being. All right, here we are. (laughs) Here we are again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's good to have some place to be once a week. (laughs) Yeah, to have something consistent in this chaos. Mm-hmm. is very medicinal mm-hmm. grounding <laughs> yeah yeah um and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects being alone <laughs> <laughs> um which yeah. is not everybody's favorite subject mm, and i respect that <laughs> or favorite thing at all and i totally respect that um but as an only child, I feel like alone is my natural state. Mm. And um, it's where I feel most comfortable. And um, I know that it's a place that you are comfortable as well. Mm-hmm. And this year has been really about trying to get comfort, find comfort in solitude mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and Without getting lost in loneliness. Yeah, which is... Which is the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to just, yeah, talk a little bit about how our, our experiences with solitude and loneliness and maybe how, what we've learned from this year um, or this lifetime. I don't know. It's not linear. <laughs> we're constantly learning. Absolutely. Um, so when in your life have you felt the most lonely? Um. Man, okay. I think I think there's been lots of moments of loneliness um, that maybe I didn't register as being loneliness, like when I was a young person. Um, like a lot of cultural loneliness. That's sort of the mm-hmm. undertone of my entire existence is mm-hmm. just sort of floating around, not really knowing where where to be and who to be uh because everyone expected different things from me as a a biracial person and a culturally mixed person and blah 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 um so i i think yeah there's a lot of moments of loneliness that's sort of like a theme but that i didn't register as being lonely until i realized what was happening on a larger systemic scale and sort of how to fit myself into those brackets and begin to try to uh, draw a, a distinguished boundary for myself between other people's expectations and who I want to be and what I think I am. And just... So it's kind of like uh, like being lonely in retrospect because you didn't realize that there was a larger place that you fit within Mm -hmm. um so you didn't yeah at the time you didn't think it was no i thought it was just sort of a normal way to exist oh yeah everyone just feels (laughs) like this all the time yeah yeah Yeah. and and then i think more specifically like mm, my deepest moment of of like existential existential loneliness happened within my first year, first and only year of college. Um, 
Yeah, I was living in New York City, um, going to art school, and I think because I am a solitary creature, like that is my instinct is to be by myself, quietly drawing. You know, like there there are things that that are just innate that I'm drawn to that require solitude. So I feel comfortable in that. But I think it can also be so comfortable that I've ended up like removing myself so far from other people that it became loneliness because I couldn't distinguish the difference between like needing community, also needing boundaries, and also needing time to myself and like how to balance all of those things and that they weren't like, it wasn't a one or the other situation that there's a way to navigate all of that. But yeah, I, I ended up being in this massive city surrounded by millions of people feeling like I could not handle any of it. Like, was so lonely that I put all of my shit on the sidewalk and left to go wander the undercurrents of society because I couldn't, like, comprehend taking up any kind of room in any kind of way. So it was, like, loneliness that then turned into, like, a shrinking into a exploration into, like, a whole, you know, it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of levels there. But, yeah, that's, I think, the most lonely that I've ever felt. Um, yeah, surrounded by lots of people doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing and being really good at it. <laughs> I also feel like college was when I was the loneliest um, for different reasons. I wasn't like self-isolating at all, but I was just like not spending time with myself. I was Mm. constantly, all of my time and energy was being like sucked into other people Mm. um, and, and relationships. And I know that that was like a coping mechanism. Like my, when I started college, my mom was in a coma um, and she died my sophomore year. And I didn't tell anybody about that, like, at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of powered through. My grandfather's literal autobiography is called Gambate, which means (laughs) keep fighting in Japanese. Um, So it's just kind of a a genetic thing. (laughs) Um, But I didn't realize at the time how by surrounding myself with people, I was, like, actually making myself more lonely. Um, I was divorcing myself from myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was harder than to spend time with myself because I just like, it felt like other people were the only thing that could keep me at arm's length from my grief and all the shit that I had gone through in high school. Um and nobody knew me from before. Like you, you show up in a new place in college, and nobody knows you. Nobody mm-hmm. knows your history. Mm-hmm. So you can be whoever. Mm-hmm. You can be whoever you want. And I think that that can be really isolating when you're not being yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It leaves a lot of real estate for other people to get up. Mm-hmm. In your shit. <laughs> and then you're like, am I that person or that? Per-? Like, mm-hmm. what combination of people am I? Instead mm-hmm. of just being like, no, I'm me. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, that was probably the loneliest time in my life. Um, But I also can really identify with the the loneliness of feeling like divorced from culture in a way um, because of my great-grand or my grandparents' assimilation into um, 
like American culture, there's like parts of me that I just like don't, that I have to learn for myself that is, has historically been passed down um, through like, through like, there's a huge ancestor veneration practice in Japanese culture. And I'm having to figure out what that is for myself because my grandfather did not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and wanted so badly to be like accepted as an American that he just like stopped doing anything um, Japanese. I also think he was an atheist. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I feel like there was, there's been a part of me for a really long time that's yearned for an understanding of who I am Mm -hmm. and growing up in a small white community, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was like no room for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that can be real. That's really lonely also. Yeah. Super isolating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're like, who am I? Everyone else has people that looks kind of, kind of like them. Mm -hmm. Um, I look like my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm part of this community in the way other people are part of this community. Yeah. Especially when they're always asking. Mm-hmm. They're always asking and trying to figure out what it is that you are. So you're always left with that feeling of just like, well, what yeah. is it though? <laughs> like, you keep asking me. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to have to figure it out eventually. <laughs> and if I don't know, like, what's wrong with me that I don't know mm-hmm. what, the answer to that is and why is it so one or the other (laughs) Mm -hmm. or like why do I feel like I have to tell you Mm. that was because I would like I'd be like well I'm a I'm a quarter Japanese and Mm -hmm. you know you're like we break down all the quotas for you do you have an understanding now that 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 breaking down really ends up being like colonized Mm-hmm. A colonized mindset. Yeah, but that's about- oh yeah, but you're the one that taught me that. <laughs> like that's a that's kind of a more recent revelation for me. Mm. Um, but it is. It's you're you're right. Explain it to the people. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. The 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 need to sort of explain all these quotas or these one drops or these what ratio of other am I so someone else can distinguish how good or bad to treat me like on the scale of human to trash where do I fall in between Mm -hmm. that and and I think yeah within my own mindset of and my own anti-blackness because yes black people can be (laughs) anti-black it's learned we have learned um through violence to inflict violence on ourselves and other people um so yeah i i have definitely felt the need to shrink certain parts of myself and express other sides and hide pieces and and that becomes a really fucking tricky game and it becomes really you become shifty mm-hmm. and and available to anyone <laughs> to be whatever they need you to be mm-hmm. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And it's also really isolating because you're like, nobody sees me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And if they do, it's because I've explained it to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Broken it down mm-hmm. <laughs> in percentages. <laughs> Man. Have, is your relationship to loneliness different now? Um, I think I'm, I can spend more time with myself now. Hmm. Um, so whereas I think when I was younger, I was really lonely and like always 
surrounded by people. Um, now I can spend more time with myself and it's, it's less lonely. I know how to, I've realized, I mean, and I think that this comes from having your mom die at 19 or, I mean, probably doesn't come for everybody whose mom dies at 19, (laughs) but as a result of my mother dying at, when I was 19, um, I've really come to the conclusion that like, I am never alone. Like my mom is my closest guardian angel and that's pretty badass. Um, It means that like she gets to travel the world with me and like I get to like be brave and do things and she gets to like root for me and I get to share those with her at all times. It doesn't have to be just like over the phone. Um, So I've, I'm not as lonely as, like, I I can, there are moments where I've felt really lonely in this year in isolation, but even in that, I can still touch into, like, oh, like, my mom gets to watch the sunset with me, or, like, I don't know, if if anybody out there has, like, a person in their life that is not with us anymore, um, that's a really great place to start feeling less lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, by bringing that person in and rekindling a relationship with them. Um, Like I have on my ancestor altar, I have like my best friend from childhood who died when I was 16. And like, yeah, she's like, that is another badass fucking guardian angel to have. Like your homegirl from when you were very little, Mm -hmm. um, who used to like ride horses with and um, like go for hikes in the woods. Like, she gets to come on trips with me, too. That's cool. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, I do think that my relationship with loneliness has changed, but that's because I don't really ever feel like I'm alone. Hmm. Like, multiple things are coming up right now for me. But uh, um, it's interesting because I don't I don't think a lot of people would frame death like that. You know, like, I think culturally we frame death as being like the ultimate loneliness you know mm-hmm. it's like when people are it's and I've lost done that. and it's when people leave you so you're just here by yourself in this plane going why but i i like that i like that reframing a lot better it's taken years though um and it had to, it started with me having to be able to sit with myself um because i spent so much time not grieving and partying and hanging out with people and getting like toward love affairs with people who are just like horrible mm. to me. Um, yeah, it took years of having to like slowly come back to myself and be like, okay, that, that hurts. How can I like tend to it? Mm. Um, why does this part of just being with myself. Why is that painful? Like sitting with it and like really tending to it. And, um, and in that developing, you know, like start having ancestral practices, like trying to dig those out for myself, um, as something that I know that I'm like culturally and like, like that's in my DNA. (laughs) So, um, having creating it kind of like intuitively um but i've had to spend a lot of time being really scared of death in order to come around full circle and be like oh wait girl your mom already died like does it get worse than that 
She's been showing up a lot she's, today. Yeah, she's been showing up a lot. To, it's her birthday today. We were, were recording on my mom's birthday. We are. Um, she has been showing up a lot today. And I, yeah, I, I definitely think there's like an alternate timeline where she and I throw uh, birthday parties together every year. <laughs> but like, I'm not mad at this timeline. I'm not... I, I mean, I there's a lot of things that I'm mad about on this timeline, trust me. <laughs> but, like, in terms of my own personal, like, life and growth and experience of what's happening just around me and with my creativity and, like, with this partnership and in my relationships and, like, you know, like, diff- there's, like, a lot of different levels where I'm, like, actually, like, I don't know what it would look like if my mom was alive. Um, and so... And I'm never going to really get to, to look, to know it. So how can I just, how do I continue with that awareness and like yeah. live to my, like, I like it. I like, I like my life for the most part. I'm not saying this very articulately. Articulate, that's also not a word. Um, Don't doubt yourself. You're good. Thank you. When you said DNA before, it made me think, because you're an only child, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think in some way, like you've, gone back to being in a more natural state in regards to solitude like mm-hmm. you, you circled back around to a yes. place that you used to feel comfortable yes um i do and um that was part of my like two years ago now almost i moved i moved back up here um after living with my partner for four years mm-hmm. um and we're still together but, like we didn't break up but i just like needed my space Mm-hmm. And he had already had the experience of having his space. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of a natural next step where I I knew it was something that I needed. He knew it was something that I needed. And so that's what happened. Um, and it's really been in, in being by myself more. Because, like, I went from being an only child to sharing a room with a roommate that I had, like, never met before, Mm -hmm. to sharing a room with, like, two roommates, to living in houses with people, to, like, live at cohabitating with my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And at no point did I just, like, did I ever feel safe, really, except for when I was living with my partner. And I think feeling safe in that relationship was what gave me the courage to be like, oh, wait, I can be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to kill me. And mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt any more than what's already happened. Yeah. I just get to feel it and I get to like move through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, shit, it was important enough that you followed through. Like you really, you did that. You drove 12 hours the fuck away <laughs> to go be yeah. in your own place. Um, yeah. That's something that runs parallel between us um, and a conclusion that I've come to fairly recently like within the last week uh, and and not in terms of like an idea but a definitive like this is not up for debate um yeah I'm gonna be doing the same thing not in the same distance but yeah uh trusting my relationship and my partnership um and reimagining like how close you can really be with somebody without needing to share Mm -hmm. a space with them um 
yeah, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> it's really life changing. I mean, especially if you haven't had the opportunity to to live alone. Um, I think there's so much that you learn from just like having to take care of yourself. Um, and I know that it's like there's there's a lot of levels of privilege in in being able to like be in two places and you know like not have to share payments for things. Um, I think that every time we take opportunities to like remind ourselves that we're not stuck in a binary or stuck in a picture of what things are supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that those pictures of what things are like supposed to look like are what cause a lot of loneliness. Like if your life isn't how it's supposed to be. Yeah, um, and I think that, yeah, we got it. If the more that we create opportunities to step outside those pictures and like show people that it's possible, the more, that other people start to like step into what their truth is about. Like, it's not, it doesn't have to be like, you know, married with a kid in your thirties with like a salary job. And like, you know, we're still going to be part of the same shitty system mm-hmm. either way. So if that's not your truth, yeah, why, why, why? Yeah. And what better time to do it than when everything's Yeah. Like it's, if not now, <laughs> when? When? <laughs> But also, I yeah, I mean, that makes me think about, like, what we were talking about culturally before, you know, like, people ask you certain things, like, as a, a body that is so multifaceted, you know, like, there is no other way for me to be than all these different ways all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to fit into what people ask of you or what, I don't know, like, loneliness or just one singular, one singular thing is not comfortable it's not not and it's and it's like it's possible it's possible to do it differently um i think you and i have both had to uh think about that or just live it embody it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because if not it's really fucking uncomfortable and really scary and really lonely and yeah and and it's I've realized that it's not the things that you think are going to make you happy that necessarily are the things that make you happy. You know, like it's not, it's not, money's not going to make you happy. Being surrounded by people all the time doesn't mean that you're happy. Like looking happy in pictures doesn't even mean that you're happy. Um, And being surrounded by people doesn't mean that you're not alone. And being by yourself doesn't mean that you're lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm ho- I hope that people took the opportunity to like really sit with themselves over the course of like our forced pause that's like not a- on pause anymore. Mm-mm. I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I I hope that there were there were moments of clarity in there. I think it's really isolating when you don't feel like other people are understanding your experiences. And it was really interesting this year to have everybody on the same page about something. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it was, even if it felt very brief in the timeline of this year, um, there was that moment where everyone was like, and I'm at home too. Mm -hmm. And like, we're all sitting at home. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Seeing how people reacted to that was really fascinating to me. Um, seeing how people, because I saw, I mean, it was 
It was a collective traumatic experience. So however anybody responded was a individual trauma and or grief response. Um, I learned a lot about a lot of people um, (laughs) and a lot about myself and a lot about my ability to like be by myself, like really by myself. Because I'm also good, even if I, like, live by myself and I'm kind of isolated up here, I'm really good at still, like, having a lot of time to see a lot of people. Like, I I somehow fill my free time. I can do that very easily. And um, once all of those, like, social ties were kind of cut, and once I got over that initial, like, month of everyone Zooming all the time because everyone needed to talk to everybody at all, all that was, like, that was how we were going to not be lonely is if we just, like, stare at each other on a computer screen. <laughs> um, once that was over and I really got to sit in the quiet of, like, what the fuck was going on, I got really sad. And then I had to, once... I got really sad and I actually had to like actively name the feeling as loneliness. Mm. Um, And once I, once I like gave it a name, I was able to move through it Mm. and, and get back into that. Like, Oh, actually you like can't, it's like impossible to be lonely if you're never really alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Also look at all the life around you at all times. Look at all the living things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not like, I don't, I don't believe that I'm, that we're ever alone really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't either. Um, yeah, but having, giving it a name was really helpful. And I, but I think that there was a lot of people, this was the first time that they had to sit alone and be alone. Um, a lot of people also didn't have that option either like Mm -hmm. they were all living on top of each other all of a sudden because Mm -hmm. you know the kids never go to school and everyone's working at home now so I think there was also that overlap as well where the boundaries and the lines between other humans got really thin and also really weird because everyone was scared of being sick so Mm -hmm. there's all these like new anxieties surrounding being around other physical bodies and how we interact with other human beings and also how we interact with ourselves because we're all like isolated within our own fears in a lot of ways and like even just our own anxieties, our own perceptions of what's happening in the world. Like mm-hmm. that's really isolating and and also yeah, it can be really a big clusterfuck as well, just up against everybody else's shit. I think it's also the pen or pandemic in a lot of ways has reestablished how much we need other human beings as well. Yes. There's an element of it that has both <clears throat> solidified how much we need to get uh, to know ourselves and spend time with ourselves and what that means outside of all these binaries and social definitions and systemic structures that actually are really suffocating and and not who we are not who I want to be. I think culturally we're awakening to not wanting to be what we are right now. Um, but it's also, yeah, solidified solidified that we're not going to do that without other people. We're mm-hmm. not going to do that without communication and 
and saying, hey, I can't do everything. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to build in tandem and in collaboration, uh, you know, like the most amazing artistic things that have stood time are just all things that have been made really with collaboration. Mm -hmm. And if we really get down to all of our individual everything, it's like what really makes us unique is also this connection to a larger, our larger web, you Mm -hmm. know, and how it funnels through our individual perspective is what makes it unique, but it's also what connects us to the infinite and to our ancestors and to all these other mm-hmm. everybody's everybody and everyone and everything. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that feeling lonely and being surrounded by people is interesting because it definitely is like it can it can be so much more isolating than just being by yourself because it's just you with your thoughts and you can't even say them out loud because there's people around. Mm-hmm. And that makes you feel that much more fucked up. Yeah, because you're like, but it's just me. Yeah, like I could just go talk to someone, or I could just if I could only relate, or if I could only yeah. do this. It, it definitely allows for a lot more room of turning it back and weaponizing it and and like seeing other how other people are dealing with the same things that you're seeing and dealing with mm-hmm. and like feeling just isolated in re- how you respond to things. Social media is like the most, like a really drastic form of yes. that. It's like the most drastic form. You could be sitting alone in your house in the middle of the lo- woods with no bodies around other than you and the trees or whatever, and yet have connection to the entire world. Yeah, all yeah. information <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least we like to think of it that way. I don't think the internet is actually the connection to all information ever. I think actually that happens internally and with oneself alone, like sitting in contemplation and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's another endorsement for being alone. <laughs> yeah, and meditation mm-hmm. and deep breathing. Um, I think that's definitely how... I mean, I know it sounds cliche and shit, but it's really like the West has not been down with meditation in the way that we think we have. Like, it's really no. not a long relationship and it's really not a well-cultivated one. And the way that I think most people think about it is within the structure of, like, how do I get up and perform within this system that's mm-hmm. suffocating me? Um, you know, if you were to reframe, like, taking five breaths by yourself to start each day just because it's fucking good for you and it's nice to take one moment that is just for you, that feels different than, like, this is going to you know, supersonic, supersized, charge my productive willpower and like. Yeah, it's about intention. It's, yeah, if you're, if you go into being alone intending to be lonely, like thinking that you're going to be lonely if you're going to, when you're alone, you're probably going to be lonely when you're alone um, <laughs> because that's what you're expecting mm-hmm. um, and you're not making room for other possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um if you go into to being alone and you see it as a privilege or a blessing or um, like a sacred moment, like you said, of just taking like five breaths, that starts to shape your relationship with yourself in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it, everybody else. Yeah. Because of it, you know, it gives room to interact with the world differently interact with the few human beings, the few choice human beings who get to breathe the same air as you Mm -hmm. um, within the scope of what's happening right now. Um, 
And if you're only interacting with like a handful of people, don't you want like show up as your your most authentic self? Um, and if you don't know who that is, that's where the work begins. Yeah, yeah. You know. And it's an ever evolving. It's never. You, I don't think we ever fully actualize until we like ascend or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I do think that we're like always evolving into like a more authentic, more um, more natural form. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know what that looks like, but I, I would rather try <laughs> to shape and shift my being into something that feels more at peace than feel as trapped or as lonely as I have and as I could if I didn't choose to practice and bring lucidity to my everyday existence like i don't i don't even know what's left anymore like what what else what else is there to do (laughs) like the world is fucking exploding around us and in in so many different ways and also life is just continuing on because that's what happens like we're we're not gonna gallivant off to war in some you know nationalized heroic painting kind of way like like again this is recorded pre-election <laughs> no but like those like yeah wars, no i get what you're saying wars happen and things explode and life keeps mm-hmm. moving like we have to keep trying to be kind to each other we have to keep trying to figure out why we're here and what it means to be a person and also fuck we fucked it all up so we have to keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And being alone, I think that that trying to be a person is something that keeps coming up for us. And like, um, and I think that that's really learning to be alone with yourself is one of those things that shapes the type of person that that you are capable of being. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not as as scary as you think you are. Um, I've definitely been scared of myself for like many years and scared of my thoughts and scared of like the dark places that I can go. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's has resulted in loneliness. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've definitely come around to wanting to show up for myself and show up as myself in an, in an actualized way, in a way that, that I know who I am Um, because I've, spent that time getting to know me mm-hmm. final note um, it takes a lot of vulnerability to be alone in a way that's intentional and where you actually like utilize that time to not just like scroll or mm-hmm. you know like do things that that don't necessarily that like still take you out of the moment of being alone mm-hmm. um, so vulnerability and courage go hand in hand mm-hmm Thanks for tuning in. I edited this shit. Yeah, you did. With help from Dayron at Groovin' Daily Productions. Music by Jay. <laughs> Magical mark making by Monica Canilo. Tell your friends if you haven't subscribed yet, maybe do it. Um, I'm not going to make you do anything. Do it. <laughs> Hannah is resorting to peer pressure. So, you know, you can give into that if you would like. Um, but it would be really helpful for us if you subscribe and review and, you know, tell people about it. Um, 
We want everyone to join the ritual of perspective. We want everyone to be practicing perspective and all of that jazz. So, you know. Get into it. <laughs>